When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on? Happy Wednesday. A Williams and Bloom Wednesday for you here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. We've been teasing it. We are now here two days a week. The Wednesday show is going to be a little shorter most of the time. Although during the week, I'm not going to make any promises either way. But we really wanted to be able to serve you guys more than once a week with the content that you want and um, be able to give it to you courtesy of our friends at Mechdyne, the Mechdyne Corporation. They're so good to us here at Cyclone Fanatic. And they stick with us because you all really respond to them. And we would encourage you, as always, if you're maybe a business owner out there looking for some AV virtual reality type technology Man, they do it all. Check them out at mechdyne.com. They do everything. They do all sorts of technology stuff. They employ IT professionals all over the world, engineers, salespeople. It's a great company. They are headquartered in Marshalltown. We are going to talk today about uh, Bloom digging up some recruiting rankings for the last four years. We're going to see where Iowa State stands in the new Big 12 I want to talk briefly about Pac-12 Media Days, which are getting ready to go in Las Vegas. And then I just wanted to touch quickly, based on the JT Rock conversation that we had on Sunday, what are realistic expectations for basketball? Because I feel like we all maybe could blow this out of the water. What are realistic expectations? We'll talk about all that coming up here. Williams and Bloom on your Wednesday. Let's just start it off with a little English. Bringing the horns now. New thing, too, with uh, this podcast. You can watch it on stream. We do it on StreamYard. Uh, you can watch it on the Cyclone Fanatic YouTube page. So if you're more into that or you like a, if you've got a smart TV and you... I do that sometimes, Bloom, where I will... Um, I'll put on like a something in the background, you know, while I'm getting the kids ready, that type of deal. So, you know, I don't watch podcasts on TV, but a lot of people do. The two guys named Chris gets like thousands of people watch that. They stream it every day. So we're just wanting to be here uh, for I'm, the people. I'm better looking than Hassel and smarter. So I, I can see how this would take off, too. Yeah, I mean, whatever I can He's do, only on national TV. I, I'm on a podcast with you. but For you know, the brand, whatever. you know, everything's for the brand. <laughs> whatever I can do to get more of your looks. <laughs> yeah. that's it's right at the top of the list it's good for everybody yes yes huge for the demo huge 
Okay, let's let's just dig right in. Uh, Williamson Bloom Wednesday. It's our first episode in the middle of the week. I do want to thank our friends at Gravitate Coworking before we get going. This is a, they're a perfect midweek sponsor because there's a bunch of people listening right now who are just miserable. They're sitting at home. Maybe their office got closed and they work from home. Go to gravitatecoworking.com and see if they can help you out. Maybe you have a floating desk. Maybe you have a full-blown office. They got everything. Gravitatecoworking.com all over the metro. Um, okay, Bloom. So I wanted to follow up on this conversation we had on Sunday about the recruiting rankings. And I asked yeah. you to do some digging. We're trying to find out where Iowa State should be located as far as the hierarchy goes in the new Big 12 conference. And we were trying to piece together a bunch of this recruiting data. What did you find? Yeah, so it's really interesting. I mean, I think the the, the, the genesis of the exercise is let's remove Texas and Oklahoma from the equation because they don't matter after this year. And those two were always at the top of the recruiting rankings in the Big 12. I mean, Texas and Oklahoma were always in the top 20. And you kind of forget, like, okay, what does that mean for everybody else? And back to our conversation for the last two years is legitimately Iowa State is now punching at its own weight in this conference. And it's actually very exciting. And Sita, even more so after I dug into these numbers. So okay. uh, let me just let me just do the, uh, the hypothesis and the exercise, and, and we can talk through this. So... This is only high school recruiting, right? So I want to start with that. The transfer stuff uh, can skew this one way or another, good or bad. And you have to take that into account going forward. It's just hard to to really understand how that fits. So I just went with the composite rankings on 247, which is only the high school ones, okay? All right. I mean, clearly this helps Iowa State because Iowa State has not done a lot in the portal, but that's a plan. Iowa State wants to recruit well in high school and then develop. And so what I did is I started looking in 2020 all the way up into this last full recruiting class, the last full four years of high school recruiting classes. I averaged every single school in the Big 12 where they ranked nationally. The most interesting part to me of the 12 schools now in the Big 12, there was not one single top 20 class in the last four years at any point in any year. So you remove Texas and Oklahoma, there is not one school that had a top 20 recruiting class in the last four years, which goes to the hypothesis of Iowa Punching State your right own way. there. Punching it your own way. Yep. Yep. And so TCU, TCU was the only one in the top 20. They had a 20th ranked, excuse me, they had one, they had 20th ranked recruiting class this year can after I their add, national championship. Can I add one thing to that too? Yeah. Is we both work for recruiting services. We know how this works. The difference between a five-star and a four-star is is great. So, like, when you're talking about competing against other, like, two and three stars or four through two stars compared yep. to going against the five-star guys, that's a massive difference. Correct. And that and there is exactly where we want to go here. So, I, I averaged the last four years for every single school, and I'm going to read you the top 12. Are you ready? I'm ready. Number one, at an average ranking of 35.5 is... TCU okay. at number one. All right. Probably not a huge surprise. Nope. At, at number two, with a national average ranking the last four years of 38.5, is Oklahoma State. Not surprised that they would be there. Uh, but, they, but they were 54th this they're, year, so they're trending. They're dropping the off. One. Yep. Yeah. Uh, number sell three at an average. Yep, <laughs> sell your stock. Number three at an average ranking of 40.5 was Baylor. 
and Baylor's been pretty consistent in the last four years. So Still, right like, there. and I would call them. I mean, Aranda is very much a developmental guy. He reminds me a lot of Campbell with the way he wants to surround him a little bit. Last week, and yep, not a guy who's like in love with the portal. Maybe that will change over the years, but. He uh, that doesn't shock me that they would be more of a keep a guy for four years and develop them type. And type of every program. single class for them the last four years is ranked thirty five to fifty, so they're in that same parameters. Number four, all actually tied for third with Baylor at forty point five is West Virginia, which is interesting because they're picked last this year. Mm-hmm. But Neil Brown has actually recruited okay. Um, now hasn't always panned out, and they've had a lot of attrition there, but they're. Average was 40.5 also in that 35 to 49 category every single year. Okay. Number five at an average ranking of 46.7 is your Iowa State Cyclones. I was going to say that God, I, I would have picked them before West Virginia, to be honest with you. Yeah. So in Iowa State, here's the last four. So starting in 2023, Iowa State was, Iowa State was 43 this past year, 39 and 22, 59 and 2021, 46 and 2020. Uh, and now this year's class is in about the same ballpark right now, but it's so early to mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. But Iowa State's fifth out of 12 in the last four years. And so what does that mean? It means those classes are now going to start to play and see the field. Mm-hmm. And so when the Campbell staff says, we feel good about the guys we brought in, those are they're starting to finally matriculate to that playing point. And those guys that were recruited in 2020, 2021, and two are now going to see the field. And Iowa State's right on par with everybody else. So let me go through the the rest. Number six is Texas Tech at at an average of 48.2. Number seven is Cincinnati. They're the first newcomer at 50.5. Number eight is Kansas State at 50.75. So K-State has arguably had the best success with the least recruiting. Iowa State has recruited better than K-State the last four years. Uh, UCF is next, and UCF comes in with an average ranking of 55.75, but they're trending up, C-Dub. They were top 40 this past year, as you might imagine with them going to a big conference. Houston has been all over the board, uh, but theirs was 66.7. So Dana has not done well there, honestly. He's been a disappointment BYU, there. I thought he would do a lot better than he has. Yeah, I mean, they're just not – there. and I thought I thought for sure they would have recruited, you know, four stars out of Houston, and you they're should. just not. You should. They're not. They're not at all. Uh, BYU was next with an average ranking of 70. I don't see that changing a whole lot. And then last was Kansas, although Kansas has been all over the board at an average ranking of 77. Theirs is picking up. They have a really good class coming in for this coming year. So Leipold might be turning that that thing around. But they had one year seat up there ranked 117th in the nation in wow. high school recruiting. That's so really bad. They had a huge hole to dig out of. I mean, the jobs Leipold is doing with where he had it is pretty impressive. Be interesting to so see, again, too. Th- those the, are your 12 schools. The transfer, like, numbers, who's taking the most transfers out of these, and that doesn't, like, a sheer number doesn't always mean a good thing either, right? Like, I, I, I know there's a lot of people in this business that would argue you want fewer transfers because that means you can still develop, especially at this level when you're not getting the the top end guys. Like you'd rather have five good ones as opposed to 20 of them where 50% of them might flame out and then you're missing out on those those scholarship numbers. It's it's really fascinating. Yeah, yeah and, and to, then, to that point, Kansas and TCU were super active in the portal last year and it worked. Yeah, it did. Uh, but there have been 
there have been some teams who have been super active in the portal and it doesn't work at all. And in fact, it just kind of ruins your culture. So it's, uh, we'll see, we'll see how it goes for some of these schools that are more active than I, and Iowa state is very much not active in the portal for football. I think that Cincinnati's numbers will go up considerably. I don't know what Satterfield will see. I just, that still seems like a weird fit to me from what I was told last week, talking to some people that they were just obsessed with getting a current power five head coach. That was their goal when they were hiring that job and they landed on him. He's not really a Texas guy. He's not really an Ohio guy. So like, where is he going to get players from? Also, you look at the history of that job. It's really only Ohio guys that have done real well there. So I'm curious about them, but I think if they have the right guy, maybe Satterfield will be that. I don't know. I think they could be a real player in this based on, their geography we'll see yeah. I, th- I think central and florida's i'm sold on them i think that they will be a really yeah. good program in this league uh, you can see the trends already they're go- they went from 75 58 52 now up to 38 and this class is even better so and then the other team that's really ascending and recruiting and again it's not perfect is texas tech yeah um they are they're they're on the move now they have a extremely well-funded and operational collective. They were one of the first to really get going on the collective space. And they have some extreme wealth in West Texas, as you might imagine. So I think what, I think Joey McGuire, I think Texas Tech's going to be a factor in the the first part of this new league for sure. Yeah. It it feels to me just that them and TCU are probably, and probably Kansas state too. I mean, you can't, eh, I don't know. It's hard for me to leave out Aranda. I think they're going to bounce back this year. I, I think Aranda's really good. Maybe you throw Iowa State in there at the end, but those really feel like the programs that are in the best spot going into this new league. Again, the caveat for me is like Campbell has to stay, which we have no reason to think he wouldn't. He's never given anybody yeah. that. And I, they they got to show you something this year. Like I, I don't think Iowa State needs to bounce back and go 9-3 and three to convince people. I just – I'd hate to see him have a couple of losing seasons in a row and then stunt the recruiting just a little bit. I I think that, yep. but if they do, let's say Iowa State gets a six and six, I'd put them right there with probably Baylor, Oklahoma State, um, probably not with TCU. I mean, they just played in a playoff. Like I feel like they they should be at another level, but we'll see with them. Like if you go to yeah. the playoff and then this year you're five and seven, then then that it, all, all of a sudden that feels less. In, impressive yeah for sure and they yeah but i think the looking at this i was surprised i mean i always say you could argue just based on that as the fifth best talent in the league right and and i think i would say fans would even be surprised that you know you hear oh, i would say it's recruiting the best it ever has it's true and it actually stacks up with the rest of the conference i mean i would say it has never never been in the top half in recruiting and this is over a four-year period this is not a one-year one-off like you look at Iowa State's roster, and these are the players that stood, should start to be impactful guys. And you know, it doesn't account for transfers. I understand that, but it's not like these other schools are just doing so much better. I mean, Iowa State talent for talent, and that was always the thing: is oh, you know, Iowa State is never going to out talent anybody, and that's true. But they're also not being out talented by really anybody. Maybe TCU. You know, so, so I think that's super encouraging. If it becomes a development program and that's what Iowa State is and winning in the margins you just based on recruiting and it's not perfect Iowa State's right there with everybody now you got to execute 
We are uh, presented on a Williams and Bloom Wednesday by our friends at Kelderman Manufacturing. Here's what I love about the Kelderman guys. They're diehard clones. You know how I met these guys, Bloom? At the RV lots. This is how I met the <laughs> Kelderman guys. Jeff Kelderman's the guy who put that Clorinda Academy sign in front of my camper. Yes, you need to hang that in your background. I do. It's just so heavy. I don't know. If, heavy. I, I don't, don't want, know how to, I don't can, want to ruin your wall. I don't know how I can physically hang it, but we're going to do something with it. Something. Maybe we'll put it in the in the new studio. There you go. That's I don't we, want you to take that beautiful Brett Meyer jersey you have in your background. That's down. the uh, retro. Nice. That's the game that Shaggy hit the five field goals. I wonder who has his jersey from that game. I don't know. Um, but Kelderman. So here's the deal. They do a lot of good stuff. You check out their website. Kelderman Manufacturing. They're down in Oskaloosa. I like this, though. They can help you make your dream truck, Bloom. What they do is I actually know a couple of celebrities that they've done where they they order a truck and it gets sent straight to Kelderman and Kelderman puts like custom bumper suspensions, all that badass stuff. I actually am talking to Jeff right now about having him do a custom grill for the new Cyclone Fanatic truck. I think it'll look sick. They do all kinds of badass stuff, and they're diehard Cyclone. Shout out to my guy Mark; he's the one who I originally yeah. met. Uh, so those thanks. guys came to the the We Will. They Summit. did. They came to the We Will Summit yep. and uh, shook a bunch of hands, and they're really good yep. people. So support them, awesome. and also our friend Hopewood. Hey, I'm telling you again, we're getting to football season. You guys need to get your freaking wills done because you just don't know what happens on a game day. I know. The cardiac clones can drive us all crazy, but you got to take care of your family. You never know what's going to happen around the corner. So HopewoodJD.com. She does a will in a day. And uh, Bloom self-challenged to me to get this done before football season. I gotta quit I'm going to hold you to it. I got to quit putting it off. My girl, HopewoodJD.com. You can use a promo code FANATIC to get $50 off of your will. She is fantastic. She's a wonderful person. I've gotten to... Really enjoy her and her husband, Jeff, over the years. All right. um, Pac-12 Media Day is coming up later this week in Las Vegas. I don't necessarily think we're going to learn anything, but I do think it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this media-wise. When, um, you know, you see the Canzanos and the real West Coast guys, like, putting out reports. Um, Did you listen to the podcast I did with Jason Shear? I did. If if, yeah. you, if you guys haven't, I would go back and listen to that. Really good perspective on how the Pac-12 media works. Um, I'm more interested to see like the off-the-record stuff that comes out of this week because all the administrators are going to be down there, and they will be chirping. It's pretty easy to tell right now what information is coming from the non-figure or non-corner um, four-corner members compared to the ones that are the ones that don't have options compared to the ones that do. The noise right now is pretty quiet, honestly. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that I've heard a lot because it feels like we are just in a holding pattern until they get this television package offer. Where is this going to come from? I do want to know, we we didn't talk about this on Sunday. The ACC just had that sub-licensing deal with the CW, which... Mm -hmm was interesting because that was one of the things that was rumored with the Pac-12. That's that that could be good news for the Pac-12, it could also be bad, you know, cuz if that that's not a bad package, like we made fun of it. I think we played like the Dawson's Creek song and all that <laughs> stuff on on two guys yeah. named Chris, but it 
it's in like every household in America, which is what the Pac-12 was going for. And that would definitely be a good move for the CW if you got games on at midnight Eastern time, right? You're going to get a much better number than you would with like Matlock reruns. But I also wonder, it's like, is the CW like, are they going all in on college football all of a sudden? Like, are they, maybe, I, I, I don't know the answer to that, but it's definitely a new player in this game. What do you think about that situation? Yeah, I mean, I, it just seems to me if if the C, I can't imagine the, the CW is going to do both the ACC one-off package and something with the Pac-12. It just seems that the Pac-12 is waiting for that that golden ticket from one of the streamers, and they're just holding on for dear life until they get it. I mean, I just I don't see. I mean, I was falling, paying attention. I know you were too to the Disney calls last week and. Mm-hmm. Bob Iger talking about ESPN and how it's a priority, but yet they don't seem real anxious. I think everyone understands the value of sports rights, but they don't want to attach themselves to the Pac-12 quite yet well, for a long-term deal. Disney, so, Disney just got put in a bit of a headlock, too, with this Hollywood strike. Yeah, and so that's the other their part. Their situation gonna, just got worse. Same with Apple. Like th- These streamers are now, this, the Hollywood strike in a weird way does not help the Pac-12. I know that's kind of a wild connection, but those places are going to be losing money. They're going to have to renegotiate some of those things too. And I, I don't know. The, the longer it goes, I don't know what the pack. There, there, there can't be just some magic rescue coming. I just think it's, it's do those schools want to just hold on and they're going to have to make less money, but their potential to, uh, you know, stay with the people they want to be around is, is greater. I, at the end of the day, I think if Colorado and Arizona wanted to jump, they could have by now. So it's like, why haven't you? And I don't know. I mean, it just it's crazy to me that we're on July, almost August 1, and we still have no news from them. You'll love they've this. Had the, they've had the negotiation for over a year. This is what it's like to cover realignment. I have one source over the last couple of weeks, an industry source, okay? Tell me that it's inevitable. He's the word inevitable that Colorado comes to the Big 12. Okay. And then I had a Big 12 source say the, exactly what you just said. Like, if they wanted to come, they would have come already. I just don't Thinking know. Yeah. I, my gut tells me, and this is just a gut because obviously my information is all over the board. Okay. My gut tells me the Pac 12 stays together for like a five year deal. And then we're back at this same spot in like two or three years. That's what my gut tells me, and I actually think that that's best for the Big 12, too. I think this new league's really fun, and I think that you're going to have some ACC schools. You're going to have other opportunities here in the next two, three years to grow and grow better. I don't want to see the Big 12 screw around with, like, Fresno, and, like, there's no point. Don't yeah, do that. I, don't don't water down your brand. And I know Yormark wants to grow, and he even said it last week that he wants to grow east, which I still... I was like, really? But I understand the thought of it. Part of me still thinks your mark is too much of a New York guy. And, and I understand there is a lot of money on the East Coast. I just, if you bring in a Connecticut, I just don't know if it works. I don't know if it works at all. And the more I dig into this stuff, I think this new 12 team will be fascinating because there's no top dog. And from year to year, it'll just be wild. And I almost like the idea of thinking about it now. Just build up with what you have now. I mean, don't worry about what's ahead. Focus on what you do have and make this league as good as you can. And then people will want to join from there. 
you know, I think the, the, the risk you run, if, if you keep your door open for so long, then people keep wondering, you know, well, what's wrong with you that you're, that you're not happy with it. So I, I I'm starting to lean towards your opinion. I'm just, you know, build this thing up as much as you can be the best, even if you're the third wheel to the SEC and the big 10 fine, but then naturally people will want to join if you do as well as I think they could. If they're going to do the UConn thing, and I know this won't be a deal, but I like do basketball and pair them with Gonzaga. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't want, I have no need for UConn football, but it, from the sounds of things like UConn wants this to be a full fledged membership sure. because then they get more money from it. Yeah. But I just, I, I heard that your mark will get pushed back on that from the board of directors, but we'll see. Well, the basketball teams are over in Rucker Park this week right now, aren't they? I mean, they're yes. hanging out there with, and I, I mean, I like stuff like I like. That's again, cool. I am for I'm not going to kill them that. for that. Yeah, whatever. I just I I don't know. I don't know about having BYU and Connecticut in the same conference. Just uh, I don't think it works. But um, none of that know, really matters, day, though. Like it's not right. now. Like it uh, geography doesn't matter anymore. Fair. No, you're right. I just uh, <laughs> clearly man. <laughs> What what are we doing? We're going to have Rutgers versus USC at some point here in the next couple of years. So, uh, yeah, I just the more I the more I just look at these twelve, I'm really pumped up. Like, I, yeah, I would love to go to Boulder, but I think this will be fascinating with the twelve you have, and just focus on those for now. SEC media day is going on right now as well. Williamson Bloom Wednesday. We are presented as always by Mechdyne in the Wild Rose Casino Studios. Shout out to. Our podcast network sponsor, Cody Road. Baby, that whiskey. Uh, they gave me some of the uh, the amaretto cream. Oh, yeah. That's really freaking good. I haven't had it with coffee yet. I was just drinking it straight the other night, but that is really, 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 really freaking good. That was their new That's a, Irish cream from last year. The, Holy the mac. The coffee, the tailgate coffee with that in there. Oof. I mean, I'm, it felt like football this week a little bit with the cooler temps. Yeah. No, I know. It was like cold. I went over to Bloom's house on Monday night, everybody, and we had some beers on the patio and we're brainstorming on some things. It was cold. Sweatshirt. Yeah, I needed a jacket. Holy mackerel. Um, real quick, I don't want to just go too far on this topic because we've got a lot of time to break this down between now and November. JT Rocks, you know the full 13-man Iowa State basketball roster. What is a realistic expectation yeah. for this team? I, man, the buzz the buzz is... Will they be in the top 25 preseason? Probably no, not. No, they will not. Okay. They will not be, but I think talent-wise, they're, they're there. And what happened, and it's great, actually, for Iowa State, because they can use it to their advantage. Those three transfers committed so early that they kind of got forgotten about. And my feeling is if Gilbert or Pavletsky, those two in particular, would have hung around, they would have got some... You know, a lot more attention. Those guys were quiet about it. They knew where they wanted to go, and they came to Iowa State. Uh, and then Jones has been so good in in summer workouts so far that he's going to be an ad. He will be he will be helpful. We're both hearing that too. By the yeah, way, yeah, it's he's and been then awesome. Talent wise, this is the best team TJ has had. There's no question. Can you recreate the grinder mentality from that talent? And I think that's the big question for them. Obviously, they're going to try. Culture's everything for that program. But it's one thing if you've got NBA guys playing hard, and it's another if you've got Robert Jones playing hard. Like, Robert Jones has to play hard. He's not going to play. And so I think the big question for this team is, can they maintain that physical presence and a defensive intensity with a team that can put the ball in the basket? 
the last couple of years, Iowa State knew it had to defend hard and go balls to the wall on that end because if they didn't, they were going to lose. And so I think that that's an interesting quandary for this team. They're going to be so much better on offense. Are they going to be as good on defense? No, they're not. It's just not. But I think they're going to be good enough seat up. I believe this is a top 25 talented team. And so if that's the case, man, can you win the Big 12? It's going to be really good. I, I wouldn't go that far. No, I don't think that's possible. I, I, but, I think they'll be a lot better got, in March than they will be in November. But I think, I think, um, man, it's hard top to get two over your skis. I think a top six seed in the NCAA tournament is very much realistic with this group. Yeah. I think that's, and the, you, get, you can't, also can't deny that the non-con's not very tough. It's not. It's, it's a not, lot easier. The, this the year. conference, the conference will more than make up for it. For Correct. The I'm just saying. Like I was thinking, maybe I. I think they deliberately did this. Yeah. They went easier schedule so that they could kind of get these guys. They knew they were going to be younger. They still have the Orlando tournament, so it's not like they're not playing anybody. You still have Iowa. Right. You still have the what the Big East game. Who do they play? Like DePaul. I think they played DePaul. Um, yeah, you still have those games to kind of test yeah. yourself early, but nonetheless, yeah, I'm I, with you. I just think I'm not, I'm not sure people realize how skilled this team has the potential to be. And, you know, Omaha gets the attention. Momchilovich, I'm telling you, is going to be really, really good. Uh, and just lights out shooting. You have gone from one and a half shooters, if you count Gabe, well, I guess two and a half. Well, whatever. Jazz Jazz had a weird year last year, let's be honest. Like he kind of had a strange year. Man, but uh, he was really good before he got hurt. And then, then he got hurt and it just wasn't the same. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, between Caleb, Gabe, and Jazz, I mean, that was pretty much it. Now you're going to have four to five pretty reliable three point shooters. It just changes your whole dynamic on offense. Uh, and you're just going to be better naturally. So before we wrap I'm really it up, excited. I want to plug my latest CW pod over on Iowa Everywhere. Have you listened to the I listened to it this morning? I, I had a coffee meeting. I li- oh my gosh, it was fantastic. I would I'd like to have a beverage with that guy. So Hal Mummy, for those who don't know, Bloom no- Bloom is probably so tired. I've talked about this guy for fifteen years. He is one of my three favorite sports figures of all time. If 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 I have my own like personal sports Mount Rushmore, he's on it. Him and Leach are the two tallest figures. <laughs> and they were here in Mount Pleasant, Iowa. It is crazy. Um, this guy's story, he is the inventor of the air raid offense. Dana Holgerson told me last week that between Mummy and Leach that no no individual person has changed this, been more influential to the sport of football than these guys. And I talked to him yesterday for an hour, and it, and I could have gone on for four. He was awesome. He told me afterwards, Brent, and it, it made my day. He said it was his favorite one of these he's ever done. And it's just because I'm so obsessed with him. Like, I, I knew stuff about him that I'm sure that most people I'd know. I've read the the book about the guy twice. Like, I just – he is a fascinating figure, um, and he was really, really great. So if you're, if you're jonesing for some football content, go and download that episode and listen to it. It's over on the at Iowa Everywhere feed because I, I was like – I was so nervous, Brent. I don't get nervous yeah. for these things. Like I know I, I could tell a little. Bit. It was oh. funny because I, I mean, listening in your first couple of questions, and you could tell he was kind of feeling you out. Like, who is yeah. this guy? I was so nervous. And then you, and then you, uh, you mentioned something that you could you could kind of hear him like chuckle, like, "Oh my gosh, how did you know that?" And then from then on, he was like, "All right, we're like old buddies." And he was in story time with Hal Mummy. He was just sitting there like on his cell phone. We were doing it on video. 
because that we do all of our Iowa. Where is he now? I was gonna. Where I is think he he's in Kentucky Texas? or Kentucky? something, but I don't know. I, I I don't know. I didn't ask. I do. Th- I think he's on the East Coast or Eastern Time Zone though. It, gotcha. From just from our text conversations leading up, I am gonna do that. What we talked about next, because you know I always pick something in the summers to study. I got that from Leach because Leach used to do that. I'm going to become Air Raid certified. <laughs> That's going to be my thing in 2024. They do. Are you like, going to share with Nate Shieldhouse? If Nate's willing to listen, <laughs> I think Nate would do himself good, do himself some good, and go and get Air Raid certified. It's it's brilliant. Like even the pro, like, it's all the pro teams use it now. Like even if they're not full blown Air Raid, like they all are using stuff that Hal Mummy and Mike Leach literally invented. At Iowa Wesleyan in the eighties, Iowa Wesleyan does not even exist anymore. It's a, it's actually. I mean, I'm glad you told us because I people would not realize that that actually happened here with Lee, oh. Mummy, and Holgerson. The story about Dana was great. He just showed up. Yeah, and he's in the doorway, and yeah. Anyway, that, that was just really well done. You'll like this. Um, I didn't get to say this to him, but I was I was with Holgerson last week, and we're we're talking about all this and. Which I think he likes me now, by the way. So that's good. I got uh, me and Holgerson are on. on well, good. he'll be th- he'll be there for one year yeah. more, and then we're on good yeah. terms. Um, yeah. I asked Dana. I said, "What what it was like sitting in a coach's room with Mummy and Leach at the same time?" And Holgerson's response was, "Well, at first I thought it was enlightening." And then very quickly it became nauseating. <laughs> you're not talking. You're not getting a word in with those two. Uh, it's freaking great. Well, well, no, I, I encourage. Uh, honestly, like this, the last week's been great because it's like I feel like it feels. Like yeah, I'm ready. Football season. Well, and then that Netflix show quarterback came out. We got hard knocks with all the cyclones yeah. coming up. It's football season. We're here. I'm going to Vegas in a couple of weeks to do a bunch of their NFL contests and stuff too. So I'm. Yeah, I'm getting ready. Let's get after it. Hey, you got uh, you got the British coming up this weekend for you. Got the op- Is no, it the no, Open I, Championship or is it I'll the be- British? The Open Championship. Okay. Who do you like? We, uh, Who do you like? You know, it's a good. I Rory's playing great. I'm a Rory guy. I like Rory I'd like too. To see, I'd like to see. It's been nine years since he won a major, which is crazy. Because we thought, like, like at Rory the time, win. like he was going to be the guy to replace Tiger after Tiger melted down right he was on the video game he was the nike guy and then yeah nine years that's insane yeah. he's won now he's won uh you know two the fedex couple a couple of times in there so he's he's not hurting for money don't get me wrong but he's never won a major he hasn't won a major in nine years uh here's a staff for you uh scotty shuffler in every tournament he's been in since april has finished in the top five in every single that's one of them. incredible that is unbelievable. Yeah, he's he's the man right now. And and you he is so consistent. So I mean he's going to be right there too and yeah, I'd say those two. I mean I know I'm picking I'm, the two favorites but I've never in my life I was I mean I I, I like Tiger. I don't have a problem with him. I liked Phil back when I was a kid cuz I just I liked his personality. I've never had not. a golfer I've liked more than John Rahm. Like that's my guy. Huh. It's because of his club foot background and all that. Oh I yeah, have, sure. I have a tie to him, and I just think he's a really wholesome guy that I'd like to sit there and chat with. So I, that's my guy. Well, we just named the top three favorites. Well, for, there you go. So look at us. We're just full of chalk. Full of. Look, can I give you a deep cut? Yeah, a yeah. Little, I'd love you, one. You know, a little for those who uh, 
you know, let's let's look at uh, let's look at Denny McCarthy. Ooh. You can get him at eighty-five to one right now. Denny okay. McCarthy. Denny McCarthy. All right, guys. We are presented as always by Mechdyne. This will be the case uh, until well, from going on. Bloom and I are going to be two days a week as uh, the football season is just around the corner. Thank you, Bloom. Appreciate it. Cheers. Let's do a little English to take us out here on your Wednesday, the nineteenth of July. Thank you.